Genesis chapter 19 tonight, and uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, Lot and uh, his story. Uh, went on with Lot this morning, and uh, you can always tell when somebody worries somebody's at when they're studying the Bible, because you always preach in the same areas that you study, and I'm back at Genesis again, back in Genesis beginning, so we'll probably go through that way <laughs> again, so... Uh, it's just a little bit. In Genesis 19, chapter 19, verse 23, the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered the Zor. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire, and the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities which all the plains, all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew up around the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham set up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Underline that, that's very important. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward the land of the plain. And to beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke as the furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out in the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwell, let us pray. Father, we ask tonight, Lord, just help us to realize, Lord, that you do call. And we cannot come unless you do call. So, Father, we realize that if we don't answer, we won't get a call. Father, we just pray that we answer our hearts tonight. No matter what you call, no matter what you speak to our hearts, let us stand up and obey. Father, we'll praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I don't want to go back and read the entire chapter. You can when you go home, but we find that uh, uh, Lot deals with three groups of people. Uh, there's the, Lot deals with the angels in verse 1 through 3 as the angels come into the city of uh, Samar, Sodom and, open, and Lot opens up his hot doors and brings them into his home. And then verses 4 through 11, we see Lot deals with the Sodomites. We know that Sodomites came to the door and demanded Lot to send them out so they may know them. And then in verse 12 through 14, we see Lot deals with his family. Lot tries to be a witness to his son-in-laws in verse 14 and warn them of the destruction that the angels had told him that was coming upon the city. And it's interesting, in the latter part of that verse, verse 14, he said it, but he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. In other words, uh, uh, Lot did not live a Christian life. He had not lived a godly life. He, had, he wasn't a righteous life. And he wasn't living that kind of life in front of them. Uh, so when he begins to talk these things as uh, spiritual talks, uh, it was awkward. It was different to, uh, to them. And it seemed as the one that mocked them. Because he is saying one thing and yet he was living another way. We see that all the time. You know, you've seen a lot of people like that today. They, they say one thing, but their lifestyle uh, is not the same. They talk spiritual things. Uh, uh, they know the language, and they, uh, they say the right things, but yet when you look at their life, it's not the same. It, it doesn't mirror up. It doesn't match up with what they say. They will talk about prayer. Or they'll talk about uh, uh, trusting in God. They'll talk about uh, 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 doing the things of God, but the problem is when you look at their lives, their life does not match up with what they say they do. 
Even Jesus made the comment, the statement, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say. We see that in this world today. Even in this, his, his wicked son-in-laws, uh, uh, though Lot was trying to warn them, he was doing what he could do, but he didn't live a Christian life, a righteous life, a, a guided life in front of them, so they didn't understand him. They, they, he was given a different persona than what they knew of him. Can I say this? That should be a reminder for every one of us that we ought to live our life for God every day. All the days of our life we should live for God. There may come a time in your life and you may have the opportunity to witness to a loved one, to a friend that you never would like before. You've never been able to like we're just talking about laying in the hospital bed in a coma. You may get that opportunity to witness to somebody like that that's going to make a difference in their life. And your life should be led to that of a godly life, of a Christian life. Because you can make a difference in somebody's life in a moment. And it's how we live our life is not what we say. When people see us, it's what we're doing and what we're living our life. is not that we say that we're Christians, but we act like it, we walk like it, we talk like it. In verses 15 through 17, we see the firmness of these angels. And when the morning rose, when the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, I like that, while they were, the angels are warning him. Now, let me tell you this. Uh, we talked about this morning, Noah been preaching all those years, warning and warning and warning, and people just ignore him. Here, Lot is he's lingering, uh, and when the angel said, you need to get your wife, get your daughters, you need to get up out of this place, but Lot's lingering. The man said, lay hold upon his hand, upon his hand of his wife, and, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth to set him without the city. We, we see the firmness of the angels even while Lot was lingering. They gave him a solemn warning. They gave him a solemn witness. And yet Lot is still lingering today. We see the people today, we're telling people today, you need to get right, you need to get a clue to God. But we see that they linger. I've got time. I can wait time. I, I don't have to do it right now. I, I, I believe the, the world today will still linger around. I believe people still will say, I, I got time. Even the angels came today and told us, you need to get right right now because time is coming. Don't linger when God speaks to your heart. To, and don't sit around and wait and say, I've got more and more time. Don't wait for somebody else to get up and move when God calls you, when God speaks to you. Get up and move. We've got too many people today that just lingers around today. We see the firmness of the angels giving the Lot the warning. In verse number 18, we see the fear. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now the... The city is near to flee unto, and it's a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It's not a little one, and my soul shall live. Lot begs these angels to allow him to go to the city of Zor. 
That's on the outskirts of Sodom. Listen, he, 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 he's got the world touching him. He's touching the world and he doesn't want to give up the world. His heart is so much in his life is so much into the world that he cannot get through it. Even though he knows the destruction is about to come to Sodom and even knows uh, the angel done told him he still wants to be as close to the world as he can get. It's amazing to me that people can look around and see the hand of God and see the movement of God in their lives and around and the destruction is about to come and yet they still long for this world. The Bible said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man should love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. But he that doeth the will of the Father will abide forever. There is so much about doing the will of God. There's so much that we should learn about doing the will of God. It's very, it is a very needed and developed passion in our lives for us to do the things of the will of God. But some of us have the passion for the world and the things of the world. And when you have the passion for the world and the things of the world, it will lead you down a road of destruction. We see the fury. In verse 23, God begins to pull out his wrath. The sun was risen in the earth when he lot entered the Zor, and the Lord raised up Sodom and Gomorrah's brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plains, all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew up around the ground. God is raining down his fury. God is the God of mercy, He's God of grace, He's God of love. But he's also the same God of love and the same God of mercy and the same God of uh, grace. He's the same God of judgment. The same God that, that extends the hand of mercy is the same God that's going to bring judgment to this world. That same hammer, uh, hand is going to bring the hammer down of judgment of God on this wicked world that we live in today. Those who have not seek God, those who have not turned to God. We know the fear is going to... We, we have to be careful that we don't wander from God we don't drift away from God drifting something that's very easy can happen in the life of a believer you say well I've been serving God all these years let me just say this it's something that can happen in every one of our lives we ought to be uh, careful that we don't drift from God we don't linger around we don't get out of the will of God some people think they've prayed enough. Some people think they've been saved enough. And some people think they've read the Bible enough that it cannot happen to them. We're not prone to wonder. The Bible says, well, that song says we're prone to wonder, we're prone to leave. There's always potential in every one of our lives to go beyond what God has set. We are prone to wonder because we're still in this flesh. We need to understand that we still need to seek God day in, day out. If, we can't, if we're not careful, we can wander from God. Lord, Noah lived in a world that wicked was all around and we talked about this morning. But Noah stood for what was right. But if you read that in chapter 6 about Noah, Noah was found uh, uh, grace in the eyes of God and we read about him in building the ark and doing all those things. But three chapters later, we find that Noah had planted a vineyard and, and now he's uh, drunk and in his tent uh, uh, naked. 
And if Noah has found righteousness in the eyes of God, and he can wander, and he can prone from God, he can drift away from God, then you and I have the potential to drift from God. You never can serve God long enough that you will not wander from God. We see the fatality that happens. Verse 26. But his wife looked back and behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. The Bible said that Lot lifted his eyes up and looked towards the well plain, water plains there. She lifted up her eyes and looked back at the world that was being destroyed. It was still in her heart. It was still in her soul. She longed for that. She longed to be in the world. And God's fury and wrath was uh, raining down on it. But she still had a longing to be where she wanted to be. She had rather been in Sodom than to find the safety of God. When people get out of the will of God, they don't think about the mercy. They don't think about God's grace or God's blessings. It's still by the grace of God that even a backslider in a backslidden condition that God holds back His wrath, holds back His judgment continually day after day. He extends that hand of grace to you and I that when we drift away from God, He continuously to give us witness for His mercy and His grace. He gives us the opportunity to come back. He gives us the opportunity to repent. And God gave them the opportunity to repent. You say, well, we're the Sunday evening services. We're prone. We're subject. There is potential for us to drift away from God. There's potential for us to backslide from God. There's potential for us to get out of the will of God. And we can testify to I can say I've seen people who've been serving God for years and years and years, and now they're out in the world living in the world because they drift away from God. I, and, and I, 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 I hate saying this, but the, the idea of once saved, always saved has really ruined the lives of a lot of people today. You've got to seek after God day after day. And I know those who have uh, sung the songs and, and, and drifted away from God. I, I, know some, I know some that's preached the word of God in the pulpits and they have drifted away from God. You've got to stay with God each day. That's why we say you've got to get up in the morning and seek Him early, seek Him often, and diligently you seek God. That should be a warning for every one of us, no matter sitting here tonight, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you read your Bible, there's still that potential that you and I can drift away from God. There's those who will tell you they are saved, and yet their lifestyle is not of a saved person. You know, even if you're saved, you still are capable of doing some things that you could have done before you got saved that you can do after you got saved. You're still capable of doing that. The only problem is <laughs> you won't enjoy it as like you did before. It, it, it won't taste good like it did it before. It, it, it won't get you high like it did before because God is condemning you. God is speaking to your heart. 
And pleasure is only good for a season, and God deals with you. And I'm glad that God still deals with them. I'm glad that God still speaks to our hearts. Even then, when we get out of the will of God, God still tries to bring us back in. And when God does that, it's good to know that God still loves us and cares for us. Pleasure is good for a season, but that season ends quickly. And I've seen it too often. Nothing that you used to do is ever going to taste the same, feel the same, or look the same. Because now something's different. You. What a tragedy of Lot's wife. I, I got to thinking about it. I said, wonder if this could have been prevented. If Lot had a different lifestyle. Had he never moved his family there, where would it have been? Every father here has been chosen by God to be the spiritual leader of the house. The spiritual leader of the family. And God has placed a responsibility on your shoulders to be a man of faith. The man that leads your family in right directions. We're living in a society today that, uh, that, uh, where men have taken a back seat uh, and, and they're giving authority over to the women. And don't get me wrong, thank God for the women that are willing to stand up and say, I, I, if the man ain't going to do it, I'll take the reins and I'll lead. Thank God for it. But God said man is supposed to lead spiritually in the house. It was never meant for the woman to be the breadwinner of the house. Never meant for that. And for her to bear that load, a woman needs a spiritual man. God has given that authority to the man, and the man needs to step up and be what God has called him to be. We need, we need men that will stand up and pray. We need men that will read the Bible. We need men that will seek God every day. Not just if you're not married or, or not in a family, but we just need men to become spiritual men. We need men to become spiritual leaders in the church. We need people to pray and lead us in the right direction. Men, you and I have a responsibility to walk with God all the days of our lives. Because God has called us. And the decisions that you make, listen, the decisions that you make affects everybody around you. Especially those in your own house. I, I, I have regrets. When I, I look back on my life and my raising my kids, I, I've got regrets. I, 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 don't, I didn't do everything right, and I, I wished I could go back and uh, reemphasize some things and, and re, uh, reinforce some things uh, in my life, but I, I, I don't do that. But the decisions that we make have to be the right decisions in our life today. If you still have children at home, you need to make the right decisions. Something that will sink in. Your family needs to see you pray to God. Your family needs to see you seeking after God. Your family needs to see you uh, asking God and being directed by God. Your family needs, you better stay on the right course. And the only way you can do that is finding God's will for your life and your family's life. And you ask God to lead and direct you. And when God shows you that, you stay on that right course, get in that right path, and let God lead you. 
because there's the ones that's looking at you. And someday they'll grow up and have to make a decision themselves. And you need to instill stuff into them that stands strong, that they know where to find the answers, they know how to get a hold of God. If your children don't see you pray, your children don't see you seeking God, then something's wrong with you. I, I look at some of the children today that never had a chance because their mom and their dad never lived for God. They never seek after God. Never gave them the opportunity to be what they could be. Because of the decision that mom and dad chose not to live for God, it's passed down to their children. And we see it time after time. And children, we go around and we see how they live because the parents have made a decision not to follow God. And now they don't have the opportunity. Thank God that we can get in and get a hold of some of these kids and teach them there's a right way to walk. You know what, I find now that we have more problems out of the parents than we have out of the children. My children, I didn't have a problem out of my children because I can take them out and back and hide, tie and out hide. But we have more problems with parents today than we have with children. We, we, we can get the children in church, but we can't get the parents in church. The parents have made a decision. I'm not going to follow God, but I'll let you take my children. And you know, let me say this. We only got them for a couple of hours a, a week. Parents got them rest of the week. And let me tell you, this, they'll do more influence in their life than we ever can do. That's why we need to pray for these kids that we make an influence and impact their lives while we got them. Because if you don't, they're going to grow up like mom and dad. Turn away from God, drift away from God, and don't seek after God. We have a problem. Mom and Dad, you need to set the right path. Even when you make mistakes, and let me just say this. As an adult, we don't like to confess our mistakes. And we certainly don't like to confess our mistakes to our children. Because we think, we, we look at it that we seem to be weak. But you know what? The, your kids need to see you say, you know, I made a mistake. I was wrong about that. They need to, they need to see that you own up. You need to teach them that. We need to teach kids, hey, it's all right to make a mistake, but when you make a mistake, own up to it and ask God to forgive you. You make a mistake, repent of it, and move on. We don't ever want to get into a backslidden condition. The only way we can do that is to seek after God every day. Verse 27, I told you, remember that verse 27 is real good. In the latter part of verse 27, it said, And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Hey, have you ever wondered about this? What if Abraham said, you know, Lot, that looks like a good way to go. I think I'll go with you. 
here Lot and Abraham and the whole herd of them go out that way. There would not have been anybody to pray for Lot. There wouldn't have been anybody to pray for Lot. But thank God Abraham was a man that seeked God and looked for God. He, he early in the morning rose up and, and went to God. Abraham had a place of prayer. A place where he can get a hold of God. Do you have a place where you can get a hold of God, where you can go in prayer and stand before the Lord. The devil wants you to get wrapped up in everything around you today, in all society and everything going on. The devil wants you to get wrapped up in that. The devil wants you to draw you from place that you meet with God, where you get in touch with God. The devil don't want you that. So he, he gives these distractions around us, and, and we've seen to forget to get to that place where we can get a hold of God. Abraham rose early, early in the morning. I, I find that's a good time to seek after the Lord, early in the morning. Abraham saw the smoke, and God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of, to be overthrown. Abraham was praying for Lot. He prayed. Can I say this? Are you praying? For a loved one? Are you trying to stand in the gap for a loved one? If Abraham had went with Lot, who would have been praying? If we backslide, if we get out of the will of God, who's going to pray for our loved ones? Who's going to pray for us? Seek him early in the morning. Find that place where you can get along with God. It's just for a few minutes, get alone with God and ask God to show you. Let God lead you and start praying for your loved ones. Start praying for those. I, I think we ought to pray for our loved ones. I think we ought to pray for our families. I think we ought to pray for our church. And if we get a powerful prayer going, God hears. Lot's life was saved because of prayer, because of Abraham. But some of us are still looking at that world and it still has an attraction to us. Just because you know how to say the, the language and speak the language, be careful because your lifestyle will give you away. You don't have to look at somebody and listen to them when they say, I'm a Christian. You just watch them, how they act. Christians get mad. Christians get angry. How you do it? The world is watching you. The world is watching you. Amen. Need to be careful what we're doing and how we do it in this world. Especially around the children because they see you. We need to instill into the kids what God means and what God does. Let them learn from you. Amen.